Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The information depicted in this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. For all those men listening in, I have a special announcement that will give your balls goosebumps. So I don't know about you, but I get pretty sick and tired of changing my razors and trimmers to groom my body hair and my balls. So I wanted to introduce you to the new and improved Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer. Now, I know many guys listening into this podcast have probably seen me topless on social media and they'll know that I'm quite a hairy dude, whether that be due to my genetics being half Italian, half Lebanese, or because I maxed out my testosterone to 988 nanograms per deciliter. I don't really know, but the fact is that I have a lot of body hair and it's always been a struggle for me. So the Manscaped 3.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade, which actually reduces the grooming accidents and has a pretty long battery life as well, lasting up to 90 minutes. It also features like a unique LED light as well so that you don't ever like miss a patch of hair. So I'm a huge fan of the Manscaped 3.0. So I have a special discount code that you guys can use. If you go to manscaped.com, you can get 20% off plus free shipping by using my code LUCAS10. That's L-U-C-A-S-10. Go to manscaped.com and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping by using my discount code LUCAS10. Hey everyone and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. 
Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. What's happening, everybody? Dr. Mike Moeller, aka Dr. Mo here. And today, I have an exciting guest. We're going to be talking about icing the testes. All right, so I'm just going to hit it with you front and center to get you super excited. But I got Lucas on. What's going on, man? Dr. Michael, I'm good, man. I'm really good, man. I'm, I'm super pumped to be here and um, finally get a chance to to chat about the things that we love. So yeah. Um, yeah. And so we've connected several times over social media. I've seen his work. He's seen a little bit of mine. We're like, man, we got to get our brains together here and, and talk about some of the awesome stuff in men's health. So um, Lucas, do you want to give people just a real quick background on yourself and what you like to do? Sure, man. Yeah. So um, yeah, currently um, working with athletes and people that basically want to optimize physical and mental performance. So I mean, I started out my, you know, career studying exercise science um, and then just sort of fell in love with researching the brain, researching how we can just biohack our way to optimal performance and then just just fell in love with like experimentation and then, um, you know, researching things and then applying them and then just seeing how they affect other people. And then, yeah, just I just love the whole idea of taking control of your, your physiology. It's just... It's a massive passion of mine. Was there ever a moment where you like something, um, for me, I know there was like something that kind of clicked that something worked where I was like, Oh, whoa, there's something to whether or not you want to call it biohacking or, you know, kind of natural, right. Cause you're a natural, are you a naturopath or that's kind of what you, your, your work line of work is in. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'll be finished my naturopathy degree in the end of this year. Awesome. Um, congratulations. But yeah. Yeah. Super excited, man. Um, but yeah, there was a moment, there was a particular moment where actually I was playing, um, professional soccer. Oh. Um, and you know, I was experimenting with, uh, with some compounds and I remember there was one particular game that I, I know is very, it's very rookie when you look at it, but there was one particular compound L-theanine that I remember mm. experimenting with like before one of my matches. And I remember just absolutely feeling so in the flow state when I was playing, I just felt like everything was just coming together. I was like, that was one of my best performances and all that, that, you know, L-theanine, all it was doing was really like dampening the anxiety response. So it's like, yeah, I think that was like one of the key compounds that like, you know, really inspired me and then maybe th- made me think like what else is out there. And then that's when the whole rabbit hole started. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's like, it's crazy too, because it's something so simple as a simple compound L-theanine that can just change everything all at once. And people really don't give it the time of day, right? We're used to, medications and surgeries and stuff. And, and I, I had a similar for me, I tore my ACL in high school playing football and I recovered very quickly because my mom made this like crazy fruit juice concoction, like green stuff. And I recovered so quickly and they were just so interested. How is that possible? And I would say the other thing, I took some pre-workout and that's when I never really did caffeine, but you know, that thing is just a plethora of like stuff like, you know, that usually has quarantine in it and beta alanine and citrulline and all these things. And, um, it was literally one of those things where I'm like, you know, I went in and PR would everything in the weight room and then it's kind of like, well, I should probably spend a little more time figuring out these things. So, so you did the L-theanine and then was there anything else that you kind of like, then you're like, just kind of dove into all this research or where'd you go from there? 
yeah, from there, I sort of just like um, wanted to see how I could utilize nootropics to help me with studying. So then I was mm-hmm. like experimenting and researching various nootropics. How can they, you know, support me and like get me into that flow state whilst I study and then enhance like memory and um, focus and things like that. Um, and then again, there was another golden ticket compound that I found, um, which was uridine, uridine mm-hmm. monophosphate, mm-hmm. Um, which... I mean, I don't use anymore, but back at, back in the day, a few years ago when I was experimenting with it, I was like, this is an absolute game changer for my ability to, it just completely kills procrastination. Like it just makes you want to get shit done. Like you wouldn't believe, like it's just, it was, it was really profound. I've not, and I've not, I've played with a lot of nootropics. Uridine is one that I never played with. What's the dose? Yeah. So, um, Here, so with uridine, uridine monophosphate, so it's actually, has a very unique dosage strategy. Um, so if you dose it too high, you get really sleepy. So anything mm-hmm. beyond 400 milligrams, it can literally induce sleep. It can, oh. it can prolong that deep sleep, slow wave sleep. Um, but then anything below like 150 milligrams orally gives you that awesome stimulating focus um, concentration. Also potentiates caffeine as well. Mm, which we need. I mean, I'm a... Caffeine's one that I go back and forth on. Uh, I try and cut it out, you know, but it, it is. It's one of those things where I've been procrastinating and, you know, to make it through medical school, you, you take what advantages you can. And yeah. it's crazy because the world that we live in now, um, and we'll definitely talk about this, like with testosterone, we're just like, we're in a space of everything that's kind of fighting against you. You know, I actually do a lot of testosterone replacement. Maybe we can talk about, you know, the actual, you know, doing the medication versus doing things naturally. Um, yeah. But I've, I've really kind of come to a place in like, we're in such a space now where there's so many um, external factors, whether it's, you know, sleep, blue light, crappy food, crappy diet, lifestyle, no community, all these things. It's like, we have to figure out ways to biohack ourselves. in my opinion, to just like, you know, people call it the flow state or whatever. It's like, to me, l probably put you in a state that was almost like baseline. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so alarmed. That's exactly what I was stressing to a friend of mine literally yesterday. It's like, you telling me that I'm using all these things to like boost my performance. Whereas it's probably what I'd be like without all the um, performance inhibitors, mm-hmm. like everything in our environment, they're like performance inhibitors. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just like balancing that and bringing myself back to baseline. It's so true, man. Yeah. And then, so how did you, where, where does the, the icing, the testes come in with this? Cause you're too, you're like the first guy that I heard talk about that. And I, and I like to consider myself a pretty open person. I'm like, that's interesting. Cause I can, I remember hearing stuff about like maybe nuns did it to try and decrease sex drive and all these different things. So I'm sure people are pretty interested to hear about that. How'd you come up on that and what's the deal with it? Yeah, I know. At the start, I was sort of like, right, this is all just bro science. Like, oh, yeah, yep. you know, in these bodybuilding forums and things like that. And I came across one guy who, you know, he just documented his experience. Um, and then I did a little bit of research on PubMed and analyzed some studies. And I was like, right, there's literally nocturnal scrotal cooling devices literally designed to boost fertility. And I'm like, right, what the hell is this? I'm like, okay, looked into the study, noticed that the benefits started to, um, really show for like sperm count, sperm motility, sperm volume after about eight to 12 weeks. And I was like, right. I literally remember when I first started, man, it was literally like, it was New Year's Eve, like two years ago. (laughs) And um, I remember just literally just, you know, 15 minute session just before bed. And um, I was like, right, 
you know, the morning wood was, was stronger than ever. Like, this is, this is good. This is good stuff. And then, you know, just started experimenting with that before going to the gym. Mm. Um, and I remember just feeling like super G, like super amped, super G'd up. Like you just sort of get, gets you like fired up a bit similar to how you feel from an ice bath. Um, but yeah. And then I sort of just branched off and then, um, prescribed it to a bunch of like a lot of my friends and things like that. And they're all coming back to me reporting saying, Hey bro, like I'm getting erections all the time. Like I'm feeling really good. And it's like, all right, so this is, I know it's legitimate. Let's set up like a Facebook group. And, you know, now I think I've just managed to hit like a thousand members of my Mm -hmm. uh, sub zero Facebook group. So it's, it's growing, man. It's growing. Yeah, I know. And I enjoy that. I'm in that form and I see some, and, and again, it's one of those things people will, will, put forward some progressive ideas and obviously that's how we make any changes in the world. And, and to me, it makes sense. Like we know cold therapy does so many great things for the body. So why not go straight to, you know, the source of testosterone? So, and I don't know, are there any real studies on testosterone at all? Or did you, have you personally looked at your levels? Did it do much? And, um, I, I personally, I love science, but at the end of the day, to me, I'm about results. You know, I don't care. I don't care if placebo, you know, cures cancer, like it cured cancer. I don't care about the mechanism. I do. It's important to know about the mechanism of action, but if a client come, a patient comes to me and they're like, I can't get morning wood. I can't have, you know, I can't perform sexually. And then they ice their testes and they're like, yeah, I can do it. And there's no science. I'm like, I don't, it's working. Isn't that you come to me as a doctor to help you get through things and it's working. Like that should be the end of the conversation sometimes. Yeah. But. 100% man. I'm, I'm very much aligned with that. Yeah. Well, to answer that question, there are no, there literally are no studies documenting a, an increase in testosterone. Cause I mean, I don't even think they've performed a study where they can, yeah. even, like, anyway, so you're going to make money off of it. It's a problem, right? Yeah. Like why, who's going to conduct that study? Um, I think it'd be interesting. Maybe, you know, personally, maybe I'll, I'll do it myself. You know, I, I'm that kind of guy, like with different supplements and like, I'll just try myself because, um, I've actually for full disclosure, I've done TRT. So when I was in school, even at 23, when I moved out to start medical school, my testosterone was in mid 400s, which really isn't great. And my free was like at nine or 10. And I've always kind of floated around there. So, you know, I've, I've recommended TRT for guys if I wanted to try it out. And uh, I did Clomid, I did ACG, I did all these things first, and they kind of flipped my mood around kind of weirdly. And then I did three months of TRT. And then in that, I actually looked into a sperm donation place because I want to look at, you know, my counts. I want to see how this is affecting and if it's what people say it is. And yeah, I mean, my counts were, um, and I know I did a, 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 just a visual sample in school to see that my counts were good. Things were moving. And then here recently I did it and it was like down 95%. So that's from TRT. So it's true. You know, like it's one of those things you read about. I'm like, I've experienced it. So I've been off of it now for like two or three months. And then I'm going to do another sample because like you're saying, 90 days sperm gets created. So just kind of experimenting on myself at this point um, and deciding whether or not to that. I don't know if you've ever looked into, they have like sperm banks where you can, um, you know, store your sperm in case you want to have kids. So it's like a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks a year or something. But you know, in the world we're living, like another thing, sperm counts. We know that they're just decreasing so much. And as guys, as we age, you get chemical exposure, you get all kinds of stuff like that. So exactly right, man. With, um, with the sperm banks, uh, and the, there was actually, I came up with a, it was a pretty funny idea. I don't know if it's, um, don't know how many guys would be interested, but I thought of having like a sperm count competition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I dude, it's, I, I bet it would work. I, I think people would go for it. 
I jump in on, I mean, there's nothing, it's just like, just like testosterone when I'm measuring levels with guys, there's so many times that guys, um, um, you know, Oh, my level 700, I want it to be a thousand, you know, it's like, it's just a number, bro. Like, you know, exactly. Exactly. Um, so then you got into ice and the testes, any other thing that kind of drew you into the testosterone, um, as far as natural treatments, things that you, you believe in, or you think that work well? Yeah, actually there was, um, you're familiar with lion's mane. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know it's, there's a lot of, a lot of positive effects from lion's mane, but I remember probably about three years ago, I, I jumped on the lion's mane bandwagon, um, back from, do you remember powder city? There was, yeah. Powdercity.com. Yeah, dude, you can get everything on there. So cheap. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, uh, I got a, a lot of their, um, lion's mane and I was using it literally like an hour and a half before bed. And it was literally just mm. knocking me out. Mm. just completely just knocking me out. I'm like, right, this is, um, interesting. Um, and then, then actually like a few, I think I was, after about four to five weeks, I noticed that it was like literally just making me feel like dysphoric and like a little bit, like it just smashed my mood and, yeah. um, and even libido as well. So then I started researching what, like what's the mechanism now just, then I found out that it's like a potent five alpha reductase inhibitor. Ooh. Um, you know, Almost, I mean, not on par with finasteride, but um, I mean, we know the dangers and I'm sure you've seen in your clinic, guys come in post finasteride, like PFS, yeah, post finasteride syndrome. And that's like a, even that's a sort of, that's a space that I love researching. And I'm sure like, what have you seen like in your clinic? I won't, guys? yeah, I won't put anyone on finasteride when I don't, if it's can't, guys come in, especially, you know, for losing their hair. So anyone that isn't familiar, testosterone gets converted into DHT by 5-alpha reductase is the enzyme and some of the theories and it, and it works for hair regrowth. You can block that. So some of the theories is this DHT can cause prostate problems, the acne, some of the negative stuff from testosterone. Um, but unfortunately, like Lucas is saying, I've seen a plethora of guys come in with what's called post syndrome where it's just sex drive gone. Erections just gone. So I have like some friends my age like, Hey man, I'm starting to thin, you know, I'm starting to thin. I'm like, do I try that out? I'm like, dude, you can take my hair off my head before you take away my manhood. Like that's yep. just kind of my, and if, and if it's only like, it's like one or 2%, but it's still like one in a hundred or something, it's pretty high. Yeah. Um, which is also, I think something important that you bring up that people think because things are kind of natural that there's no side effects. Right. I think you and I, one of the first things we ever talked about was ashwagandha. Right. Didn't you have, you had, an, what was your experience? Jeez, man, my uh, my medium articles are now gone viral. It, it, like explaining how that ashwagandha, and we'll link it in the show notes for the listeners. Um, how ashwagandha can induce anhedonia mm-hmm. and like numbing of the emotions. Um, and you know, I, I looked into the theory behind it, and you can look at it from a traditional point of view, which is like we know it's like adaptogenic, lower stress. Um, but it, maybe it's lowering stress too much for some individuals, right? Like for me, someone who already has very low cortisol, you know, analyzed by the Dutch test. Um, for me, ashwagandha is like a no go zone. Um, that will just suppress everything. Like my energy, I feel blunted. And even, I mean, I'm still, still trying to figure out the exact mechanism and I'm doing a lot of research into like this whole blunting of emotions, blunting of pleasure, blunting of like, um, emotional depth and capacity, mm-hmm. um, which I think, did you have an experience with it? Was it cerebro 
Cerebral Lawson? Or I, I had a bad I didn't like Cerebral Lawson. It made me feel terrible. I mean Ashwagandha didn't make me feel feel good uh, either. Um I kind of took it for a little bit and I thought it was doing okay. And then yeah, I've you know, I've seen I think it works as a minor SSRI too. And, you know, I think it's just important to mention that even natural things, we're all, we're messing with the biochemistry of the body. And in my experience, I think what people underestimate the most is the mindset of people and how that affects the world. Like, you know, reptilian brain wise, you graduate from school, you get a girlfriend, you get a job, you make money. It's like, we get dopamine and serotonin kicks. Your soccer team wins a game. We see that testosterone and dopamine and serotonin go up. And so you have to take that on for an individual on top of a person taking ashwagandha and, you know, like people are depressed, like we're just giving them an SSRI and increase their serotonin and make them happy. It's like, I don't, we don't understand the flux of how all these things kind of run together. And I don't know if you've looked into much into the, like the MTHFR mutation stuff, COMT mutations. Um, I think people are getting a little bit lost in the weeds and we're kind of losing our, our sense as, as, as practitioners and, and healers that it's like, we need to figure out what works for the person. Like I'm all for Like I like, I've used Dutch tests myself too to look at and my morning cortisol is average and the rest of the day it's pretty low. So I'm with you. If I'm taking an ashwagandha in the evening, it's probably just whomping me out. So, yeah. and, and cerebral lysin peptides supposed to increase brain drive nootropic factor. Um, it's even stronger than it supposedly. But when I took it, I just, it, it messed, it messed with, it gave me like extreme anxiety. So, and who knows what that means for me, you know, like what, what pathways flooded and it has to do with my, my, um, my personality, right? Because that's the big thing with testosterone. I try and talk to guys about what I've seen is uh, upping the testosterone is really helped with mood and mm. what's really more important than mood, right? At the end of the day, I have, I had a day, I have a, a patient today that contacted me and he's in his late seventies. He's been on TRT for 20 years and, um, he has high hemoglobin and hematocrit. Um, he doesn't want to donate blood because he's of uh, religious reasons and his primary care wants to take him off testosterone and he lives and breathes for the gym. He's in his late seventies. It's like, that's what he does with his life. You take away his testosterone. It's like, what becomes of him? You know? So there's like, there's a, there's a balance of things. So I, I don't know. What do you, have you looked into actual uh, testosterone replacement therapy compared to natural stuff? What's, do you have kind of a philosophy on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been asked that by a lot of guys as well, but I guess, um, yeah, I do believe there's a time and place for TRT. Absolutely. Um, having said that, I still really want to focus on how, how can we get it to the, how can we optimize test levels naturally mm-hmm. first? If we've exhausted literally all pathways, like using what we know, you know, using specific herbs, specific lifestyle strategies, sleeping can you, well, can you name eating some well. of them? What are some good, good herbs, good lifestyle stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one herb from TCM, uh, traditional Chinese medicine that I honestly don't believe it gets much of much attention at all is, um, Sistanch. Are you familiar with Sistanch? Mm-hmm. Does it have another name? Uh, well, from the TCM perspective, it's uh Ru Kong Rong. Um, okay, I know that one. Yeah. That's, um, well, it's Genghis Khan. Apparently Genghis Khan devoured this herb. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm listening. So also I'm known, like slaughter a whole continent, but I mean, the guy was on <laughs> something. So yeah. Also known as, um, Sistanch in your pants. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You got my attention. Yeah. So, you know, you know, dose on that or anything, anything to watch out for? Or? The only caveats with 
cystine cheese, it's potently a kidney yang, like kidney yang tonic. So it's quite like warming and also it probably wouldn't be great in summer um, unless you balance it out with like some mild kidney yin, like kidney yin restoratives like goji berries or asparagus, eating eating yin boosting foods. You know, there's I'm going down a different rabbit hole, but like TCM, I like to delve into TCM every now and then. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to see their perspective on the body and then matching in when they say kidney yang, when it supports kidney yang, what they're really meaning is like, right, adrenals, um, that they're, they're meaning the the battery pack, like the life pack and the androgens as well. Um, and even deer antler uh, is a really potent kidney yang uh, tonic. And they literally say, do not prescribe in men under the age of like 25 because it's so powerfully, like it's so yang that it's, I think it ends up just being too, too reinforcing, too stimulating, too like, it may just, you become imbalanced. You just become you too, like turbo. Cause, and, and I don't, we've studied a little bit of TCM. You probably, you probably have a little bit more information on that. To my understanding, yang, I've always been like, um, one of my professors told me, it's kind of like, the fire on top of the mountain. It's like the masculine. It's like the energy. It's like the go, go, go. And the yin is, and it's, it's like the feminine. It's like the cold, wet, dark cave. And you kind of have the balance. And what you're saying is if you, it's almost like putting the turbo on the kidneys, which would be good with someone maybe who has like kidney disease or someone like yeah. GFR is low maybe. So it's like, let's turn these babies up. But if you're 25 and you're, you're wheeling and dealing a 1200 total testosterone, probably not the best time and place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fair enough. Mm. Um, so we've got Sistanch, so Sistanch, Deer Antler, um, Four Scollins quite, you know, Four Scollin hits a few things at once, you know, getting that thyroid boost and getting the, um, free testosterone boost aspect to it. Although, you know, the studies were done in like overweight individuals, it's still, you know, a lot of guys experience benefits from it. And the other benefits of Four Scollin is that it actually lowers net serotonin and that's a whole nother like I was gonna say was that that sounds like a bad thing. You know, yeah, again, it's, right? Bad thing, low serotonin. But what you know, if you're you know, what does that mean? You're just saying someone has too much serotonin, you just need to balance it or Well, exactly. Well, with um so we know that serotonin rises alongside prolactin, estrogen, and cortisol. So the three stress key stress hormones, serotonin seems to at least activate or increase alongside these, these hormones. Um, and if you look at some of the like anti-serotonin drugs, um, for example, ciproheptadine, which mm-hmm. is probably one of my faves, like in terms of, um, um, personally I do microdose ciproheptadine maybe like once every two weeks, um, just to like lower the net serotonin production and just to keep me, keep me woke, man. Like just to keep me like getting out of that learned helplessness state which is like a serotonin dominant state. So learned helplessness is like you're in this environment and you think that like you just feel trapped and you feel like you're being controlled. Whereas like, you know, when you, when you dampen that serotonin production, you really feel more just like your perspective is you're just more open, open-minded, more like um, instead of it being so pessimistic, you're way more optimistic. Um, yeah, so ciproheptadine is probably, and there's a few others. We've got four skull and ciproheptadine, a few other. Interesting. It was funny because I, I think that um, 
you know, you learn in school, I, I usually measured prolactin levels of people wanted to do TRT, see if I have prolactinoma. And I don't even remember which, uh, I think it was an SSRI. So, you know, and, and I'm like, Hey dude, your prolactin super high. You need to go get an MRI. And actually it was cool. He actually caught me, you know, I'll be, I'll be dead honest. He was going through his medications. He's like, is there any of the medications that could be doing this? And I'm like, you know, I remember back, I looked like, dude, you're on an SSRI. I can mess with prolactin levels. And uh, he got off the SSRI and his prolactin dropped. And like you're saying, you know, prolactin two kind of shuts off gonadotropin releasing hormone and that'll blunt testosterone too. Um, so, and, it, and it's interesting too. We live in such a society. I don't know what it's like. Um, you're, where are you at? You're in Australia, right? What part? Based in Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm in Southern California and I don't know how much better the news is there, but the news here and the overall vibe right now with the COVID and you, you guys had all those wildfires. It's like, it, you can't, what we talked about earlier, it's almost hard not to live in a state of fear when that's all you're being told everywhere. Mm-hmm. COVID, the economy. Now we have all the, you know, the, with the protests and the injustice and all these different things, it's hard not to live a life. And it just seems like we're being programmed. So in my opinion, I'm with you, even, even if I can take a cer- or herb or a supplement that can kind of empower me to go out and take on the world, sign me up, man. So I might even try out that, the micro dosing thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Super. I mean, super is, very powerful um and i mean it's actually the very first antihistamine ever developed mm-hmm. by it's like first generation antihistamine um and and also uh potent i mean it potently suppresses cortisol as well so got to be super careful with um dosage um and and it's hepatotoxic as well pretty quickly yeah. <laughs> yeah watch out for that one i'll probably do a little little more research before i dive into that because uh, yeah, with everything kind of going on, I've been having rough mornings getting out of bed. So my cortisol is already pretty low. So I've actually been taking some adrenal cortex, which I really haven't done, but I'm just, you know, I'm playing with it. I do that and some alpha GPC and some CDP polling, right? When I wake uh, up just to kind of like, you know, get my brain up and rolling a little bit with everything going on. So yeah, the um, adrenal cortex, I literally just started experimenting with the glandulars, literally yeah. like a week ago. We they, they're pretty powerful, man. Like, right? For restorative action, um, I got one that's like a blend. So you got the spleen, thymus, and both the adrenal um, and pancreas uh, as like a as like a, a synergy. Um, man, that boosted my appetite like you would not believe. Um, Interesting. Yeah, the pancreas. I think the pancreas glandular helped like restore the exocrine. Um, function of the, of the, of the pancreas, which is like digestive juices. So, yeah. Makes yeah. sense to me. I mean, I, did you, have you looked much into carnivore and kind of the nose to tail and the eating all that, you know, do you have any kind of opinion on that at all? Yeah. I mean, when people discuss the carnivore diet, I mean, um, I was going to have a chat with Paul Saladino. I, oh. I was trying to get, I, I was trying to get him on my podcast. Yeah. Um, cause there's a few things, there's a few things I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, I want to question. Um, and <clears throat> I, I really do believe that the majority of the benefits that people experience from that diet is simply the fact that they're eliminating yeah. the crap. Like they're literally, yeah. Yeah. It's just even old- food sensitivity too. Like you can be eating tomatoes your whole life and then you get rid of them. You're like, it's because of the meat. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, however, there's a few, like, there's a few things that I'm, I want to challenge. For example, um, I don't believe anyone on a carnivore diet should be on a carnivore diet if they've got 
sluggish bile metabolism yeah. or sluggish bile production. It's like, um, all right, if you're going to go on a carnivore diet, then what are you doing? What, what bitter herbs are you also taking alongside that to support bile production? Like how are you getting things moving? Um, I know he debates that uh, fiber is not essential. Yeah. But man, like from a naturopathic point of view, like short-chain fatty acids, uh, like we know what they do and we know the benefits of them. So I'm just wondering like, We'll see. We'll see in five years from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of guys, yeah. I think Sean Baker's went a little longer and they've got some people. It's like, you know, it's like veganism too. I think you can do it for a while and then, then you can kind of expose, you know, maybe some of the things that might not be so optimal in it. Um, I will say the one thing when I looked into it that really grabbed my attention was, was, was one, his kind of thing that a lot of the plants that we eat have a hormetic effect that we're taking them to actually like induce damage. And then our body reacts by increasing glutathione and other oxidants. So I was like, Oh, I mean, I know that about caffeine. Caffeine is a natural insecticide. So I, 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 I can agree with that. Um, and on the other end, um, the organ meat thing made a lot of sense to me. You know, I'm like, why do we have so much thyroid disease? Why do, why do we have literally almost every disease? But you know, how many people have to take glandulars and they do better on glandulars than they do on T4, you know, T3. So I'm like, hmm, maybe these, you know, these are ancient cultures or even people 150, 50 to 100 years ago, you know, it's like CoQ10. We know how good that is. And it's like, maybe it's because they were eating the heart all the time. And that's just something we're gotten away from. We're eating Pop-Tarts, you know, instead of the, you know, the CoQ10 in the heart, we're eating Pop-Tarts. It's just, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So it's, you know, it goes back to our conversation about, do I need to supplement with CoQ? Maybe because, you know, for thousands of years, we evolved eating heart all the time. So I don't know. It's just interesting to kind of think about that from a, a nutrient perspective of what we're getting from those different things that we just don't get anymore. Exactly. 100%, man. Yeah. Anything else in the testosterone realm? Any lifestyle stuff? So you found the uh, icing of the, of the testes, um, exercise or anything in particular that you found that's beneficial? Um, asleep. Yeah. There, there was, um, so there's a, a, an essential oil that I found. Um, and I was looking into aromatherapy. I'm like, right, there's gotta be some sort of, <laughs> there's gotta be a good like male hormonal essential oil. Cause like everyone's slapping on lavender. It's the last <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the most emasculating and yangy sexual herb for a guy. I'm, I like lavender. It's probably not what I, yeah, I want to lay down with my partner with, but yeah. So I sort of like delved into that, um, and then discovered like uh, Idaho blue spruce. Are you familiar uh, with that one? I've heard about it. I don't know much about it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I grabbed some from Young Living. They're from I think they're from the US. Um, and you know, I kept it in my well, I keep it in my backpack when I take it before the gym. I'll give it a few like a few sniffs. Um, I might put a couple of drops on my wrists. Um, I mean. I haven't done like there's no research on this particular oil. Having said that, when I when I do use it, I definitely notice a much more grounded feeling. Like mm. I, in in terms of like a um, like anxiolytic property, I feel just more like centered and grounded. Um, and its onset is rapid. I mean, we're talking like within 15 to 20 seconds. Mm. That's the benefit right. of like aromatherapy. The yeah, like the, yeah, straight into the brain. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, responded pretty well to, to that from a, um, like just from, even from like an anxiolytic, like, um, just general feeling of like, um, yeah, confidence I'd say. So 
yeah, between that and again, we've got like specific exercises again in the gym. Nothing will beat the compound lifts for that boost in test. Uh, having said that though, man, I think with my latest blood test, um, it may have been heavily confounded um, because I trained legs two hours before my testosterone res- result. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, I mean, that's why it was literally 988. I'm like, mm. what are, that's pretty good. What are you usually at? No grams usually, for the And NG. Yeah. DL, yeah. yeah. That's um, good. It, it was, but like, Looking back, I scanned over my other results, and it was never. It was usually around seven fifty. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, dude, if you're over a thousand, I'm like, that's pretty good. I mean, I, I would say out of the hundreds of labs that I've done, uh, maybe five percent of guys are in the seven hundred ish. You know, you know, I've had maybe two guys in the nine hundred range, three guys. So I was like, that's that's pretty good. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if it's from the leg workout or you know, you're probably doing a lot of like, you know, you're probably doing a lot of things right though too. Oh yeah. I mean, I try to, um, I'm always, and I'm always experimenting. I think, um, just, at the, I mean, I got a whole stack. I was on a particular stack at the time. Um, even like, even just simple things like Tutka, are you familiar with like Tutka? Mm-hmm. The, um, liver, it's like a, it's a bile acid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Similar to taurine, taurine. So okay. it's like, a, um, yeah, I had a, had a, um, I was dosing that quite often as well leading up to that blood test. I don't know. I know it protects the, you know, endoplasmic reticulum. So it's protecting like the testes in some way. Um, so whether or not that contributed, um, I don't know, but again, man, I just love experimenting and just seeing what works and what works for me <clears throat> may not work for you. And that's the other thing, like you said before the individuality, like it, it comes back to that. It really does. Have you played with, um, I've not done it. The, is it pine pollen or something? Yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you done that? I've just like, the idea of it just doesn't make the, the biggest sense to me. Cause it just like, I don't know. It's like tree bark almost. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? You put this as a capsule or how do I think it comes in a powder. Well, the best administration, like best form is like tincture, alcohol. Oh, it makes alcohol, sense. Tincture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the powder is not as effective. Um, but lost empire herbs that had like a guarantee, like 50, I think it's like a 20 grams of pine pollen per night. And then, like, morning would guarantee if you don't get morning wood money back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. I have some patients that we could have tried that out on. That's funny. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I guess it works. Otherwise, they'd be out of business, huh? Yeah. It's pretty um, it's pretty good. But I still think Sistanch is the number one. Uh, in, in my opinion, I think Sistanch is literally the number one male tonic. I mean, you've got a few others from Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Um like there's a few other little golden gems, but um, I mean, I'm sure you've seen clinically guys have probably exhausted all of them and like they've experimented with heaps, right? And they're still struggling. And then only until they get on TRT do they feel on top of the world and back to how they used to feel, right? Like, yeah, that's, that was, and trust me, that was a frustrating thing. I'm, I'm a natural the doctor. Like that's what I went to school for to figure out natural ways. And to be honest with you, a lot of my colleagues are the same way. Like, uh, you know, just say me, I'm 30 years old. I come in, my T is 450. You know, I'm just like, Hey dude, you know, my libido is okay. It's not great. My energy's not that awesome. Gym isn't what it used to be. I just don't feel as fulfilled in life. You know, it's not like you're at 300 and depressed and suicidal, but I'm like, I can see that you're kind of teetering in that direction. 
So obviously, I you know, if they're open to it, let's try some, you know, some ashwagandha. I like Panix ginseng. I like make sure they have their zinc, magnesium um, before bed. Uh, and we try it out. But it was funny because so many guys, we have this term, at least some of my colleagues about earn your testosterone. Like the guys have to do everything right. You got to sleep, you got to eat, you got to exercise. And I'm like, after a while, I figured out if a guy's T is 300 and he's like 55 years old, he's not going to do any of those things. And so what I actually, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll go at this backwards. Let me put him on T first. And he's like, you know what? I woke up. I had, a, yeah, I was morning wood and I had an energy and I went to the gym and then I ate a little bit better. So it's like, to me as a practitioner, I just got to figure out what works, you know? So, and that's why, you know, and a lot of people like you and I, I just like experimenting on myself with different things. I mean, that's why yeah, I've done ACG, I've done Clomid, I've done Enclomiphene, I've done uh, TRT, I've done um, a lot of the different peptides, which aren't particularly for, t for testosterone, but some of the GH analogs and stuff just to, uh, yeah, because there's crossover, right? Like with the way growth hormone, testosterone and serotonin and dopamine. So for me, and that's why... To be honest, caffeine's still one of my favorite because it just seems like it hits all those things for me. It gives me energy, boosts my mood, gives me confidence, and it can kind of slide off in about six hours, you know, if I need to sleep. Or, and everyone's different. You know, you might have a COMT, MTHFR mutation where it makes you anxious, lasts longer. So just kind of kind of figure things out for you. So, and then, yeah, so yeah. you're in this like TRT optimization realm. Anything, what about nootropic wise? What's, what, what do you got going on over there? Anything coming down the pipe that might be new and exciting or? Yeah, I mean, I've had some pretty remarkable experiments. Um, one in particular was uh, bromantine. Are you familiar with that one? Bromantine. Um, yeah. yeah um, does it go by? Is it vitamin? Is it one of the B vitamins? And it's like altered. Oh, I think you're thinking of benfotiamine. Yes, you're um, right. You are right. Bro bromantine is a Russian. Is the very first synthetic adaptogen developed. Oh, I don't um, know that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, that one there is like they classified as like an acto protector. Mm. So basically, like it literally just means the Russians were looking for a synthetic adaptogen. <laughs> they put it in their vodka. Oh, sorry, is that cultural appropriation? I'm half Polish, so I can say that. Never mind. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> um, and so they also gave it to the military and also their astronauts as well, like their cosmonauts um, as well. So. I mean, that's like a, um, it's banned in water, like banned by water. It's been used by, it, it's been abused by that many athletes. Um, and I, obviously I had, I had to get my hands on it. I had to try it. <laughs> it's banned by everyone possible. I want to try that. <laughs> um, and geez, that was like, yeah, very, very profound. Um, and what was very weird about it was the onset was literally six hours later. I was like, I had it in the morning. I'm like, I remember going to the library you know, it's like, it was like, I went to the library, it was like 9am, went to the library, like, stayed to like two, had some lunch, finished lunch, came back in, studied. I'm like, right, where's the three o'clock slump? Oh, I'm like, right, I'm starting to, I'm starting to really pick up at three. I'm like, I got to get back home. I got to, I got to do a workout. I'm feeling too good. I got to wow. go train. And, um, <clears throat> and that workout was literally, it was, it was insane, man. Like, I just felt, I literally felt like, like I was Superman that that workout was just, I'll never forget it. Um, and then what was weird about it was that like that night, I remember sleeping literally six hours, waking up feeling insanely like rested, recharged and like 
buzzing with energy. I'm like, something's not right here. Like this is... <laughs> That's it's true to be true, man. That's what sucks. That's really what sucks is when you find stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you've played with like psychedelic stuff. Like there, there's almost, there's always a, there's always a back end of it. You know, that's why I try and tell people like there's no biological free lunch. I think there's an ultimate way to raise the level, but if you're here and you're up here for a little bit, it's really hard not to slide back down. Exactly. Well, actually just, just touching on that, that whole, um, boost up to, and then boost down. <clears throat> Something I've been looking into is like deliberately boosting yourself but to, to, deliberately making yourself worse mm-hmm. <clears throat> to get better. Oh, what is that? Dopamine fast? <clears throat> well, dopamine fasting, but also like low dose naltrexone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like antiope or like literally like literally making yourself feel like shit for three days. But, but you know that like on day four and for like the rest of the next two weeks, I call it like the snapback phenomenon. So, mm-hmm. something I want to like, I want to delve into it's like, right. Everyone's taken all these things to make them feel acutely really good. <clears throat> or like they want to boost uh, that, you know, things like caffeine things, things that actually do make you feel good. But then like it, it does drop you down a little bit below baseline. Instead, what about you literally plan to feel like shit for like a day? It's like, you know, it might be a Sunday or whatever. You wake up, you're like, I can afford to feel like shitty like today. Yeah, but I know that mon- when Monday comes and Tuesday and Wednesday, I am buzzing. So I'm sort of looking into like, like kappa agonists, like opi- specific like opioid, uh, like dysphoric things. If mm-hmm. you can endure that and and like tolerate the feeling shitty, to feel awesome, <clears throat> it's like a um, it's just a very weird way. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like it's not self harm. It's like you know that you're gonna, as long as you know that you're gonna feel shit, you can abs- you can absolutely cope you got the right environment. You got, you know that it's literally chemically induced and it's not you. It's yeah. not, I think it's like you can get away with it. Um, and again, it's, it's just an experiment. Um, like you know, uh, Kratom. Have you played with Kratom at all? Um, I've got, I've had the derivatives like similar cause it's banned. I can't, I can't get it here. In uh, okay. Yeah. I've had uh, just a couple different forms of it. It didn't make me feel the best. And, but, but I agree. And it, it, I do my, it's weird because I do my best to try and bring things full circle. Like when I look at society and I think I look at alcohol, I'm like, dude, alcohol is terrible for you. I can name a thousand different things of why it's bad. And then I'm like, but man, how does something like that stay in society for so long? If it doesn't have some form of benefit, you know, like there's gotta be good and a bad. And it's very interesting when you brought that up, I thought about like hangovers, you know, like when you have a real bad hangover and you just feel terrible and, uh, and then when two, like if it's on Sunday, you're just terrible Monday, you're feeling okay. And then Tuesday you're like kind of back like, Oh yeah, I know what it feels like to be this way again. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, I get that all the time with just a conversation about addiction and dependency. Um, another real game changer for me was Hooperzine. I don't know yeah. if you had like, it was one of those ones where I'm like, dang, like this stuff, like mental clarity was there, but now it doesn't, I get like even fasciculations if I take it now. So it's really it's weird. Sad. to yeah, like a little bit, like I'll be sitting in my arm will just kind of tick or something. Yeah. I like really get ticks everywhere, um, yeah. especially if I'm doing like, well, what's crazy about that is I accidentally, I bought some powder off powdercity.com and oh. um, I thought it was milligrams and not microgram dose. Oh but yeah, so I did like 5,000 of, I literally had like an, I threw up, I had like an out-of-body experience, like it was, it was crazy. Um, and then, but when I came back to baseline, I felt great. You know, yeah. it's like one of those things. So, um, 
And it's, and it's weird, but when you look at society and when you look at alcohol, there's a reason people use it on the weekend, you know, GABA to kind of relax. And cause it's just so society's just so anxiety driven, at least, like I said, I'm in Southern California and I moved here from Illinois, which is in the Midwest, a small town, 3000 people. So to move from that to here, it's like, it's, it's very palpable. Like I went to Maui, um, last summer for a week. And when I came back to Southern California, I was just like, it just felt like a swarm of bees when you get into LA traffic. It's crazy. So no wonder people like pound down a half a pint of vodka on the weekend, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. That whole space of like, um, you know, what do people use before they go out or like drinking alcohol? Like I've oh, always, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the whole, um, like that whole like anxiolytic, you know, how can we design, I, I've been looking into stacks literally designed to, off, you know, alternatives to alcohol. Like I can literally put together a stack that will literally mimic the effects. of. if you know what you're doing, like with, you know, using compounds that we know that are GABA, like GABA agonists um, or, you know, there's, there's a particular herb that I've used from Brazil, um, which you, uh, you may or may not have heard of it. It's called Catuaba. Mm-mm. I don't know that one. And this is literally like, it was part of a, a formula that I put together. Um, but this is like, a powerhouse for um, making you feel un, like disinhibited as in like you literally go out and you got to be careful what comes out of your mouth because you're literally just like literally there's no inhibitions. You're literally just yeah. talking, talking smack, talking shit like the whole time. <laughs> True serum, huh? <laughs> it can be. Um, and it just sort of turns you into like a joker as well. Like you're way more sarcastic and just, just, more chilled and less stuck in your head. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's, I feel like a lot of people want that. A lot of people want alcohol alternatives. Like we don't want it. Yeah. We, we don't want the, we've literally, I mean, I've been able to design stacks that would literally replicate the effects of alcohol, if not better. And without the come down and even the next day, they're still feeling pretty good. It's like, like, and, and costs like literally, for one fifth the price of drinking booze, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One drink is 10 bucks. So if you can get capsules for two to $3, I mean, yeah, I mean, my tolerance, um, has greatly decreased with alcohol compared to when I was an undergraduate university. I just, um, it was maddening how much alcohol I would drink. And now I have one or two drinks and that's literally what I do anymore. I probably have one or two drinks a week. And it's literally like on Friday, literally I try and do it like with bitters before a meal that way it kind of loosens me up a little bit. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, it can really wreck your system out of, out of habit, you know? And that was my, my whole thing is I would wake up and just pound pre-workout to get rid of my hangover. You know, it's like, I drown myself in GABA at night and then in the morning I dry myself in caffeine. So it's, it's, um, it's an interesting world we live in and it's a lot of times it's about finding balance. So, and then, so you got a couple of master classes though. So a lot of this, do you talk about a lot of these things in your, you have a testosterone and a sleep class? Yeah, both. So, um, a launch day. So I got a free, like 30 minute testosterone course, like just basic biohacks that I've, that I think are like the low hanging fruit, um, things that guys can implement straight away to see positive changes in either like libido or testosterone. Um, and yeah, that's been, that's been really positive. Like the guys that have joined, like they're very, they're pleased and, um, just building that up. And then again, I've got like a, from that, I've got like a three hour, like an advanced masterclass. I really wanted it to be like the best natty, like the best natural boosting testosterone protocol 
and like webinar series that exists on the internet. Cause I was looking around and like, it's not many cool, like there's not many like webinars or, you know, you've got doctors talking about why the testosterone epidemic exists and, um, uh, why like the consequences of low tests and all that, but not many like actionable sort of, mm-hmm. you know, tips and tricks and scientifically backed uh, strategies. So I'd put that three hour course together, um, which covers literally everything from the very beginning, like from, from diet to sleep hacks, to cortisol hacks, to, um, supplements, dosages, compounds, research chemicals, just everything, man. I just, I wanted to just chuck as much as I could, um, in that. Um, and then the sleep course, but when you got in the research chemical area, anything that I've heard of, I mean, I love your new stuff. Well, I spoke about bromantane, which I mentioned before, but more mm-hmm. in more detail. Um, cause that's like the ultimate prolactin lowering drug apart mm-hmm. from cabagolin and like, yep. bromocrypt, you know, they've got them. They're pretty, they're pretty intense. Um, and they're, they're not, they don't come with, do you, do you not, know, has anyone microdose with like bromocryptine or any of the other anti-dopamines? I thought, right. That's an anti-dopamine if I remember, or yeah, it works on uh, uh, bromo, bromocryptine. Yeah. Um, Oh geez, I've personally never touched it, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd consider it maybe in a few years' time. Uh, Interesting. Uh, I'm just wondering, it's similar mechanism of action. So I was like, I wonder if a microdose every now and then would would do anything. But yeah, I mean, that's worth worth exploring, I guess. Um, but the bromantane's probably one that well, it it, it does lower the prolactin um, through just bumping up tyrosine hydroxylase, which is that enzyme mm. that shunts tyrosine into L-dopa and then from L-dopa to dopamine. Um, and another compound is 9-MBC, um, which again, this is a very, so it's like part of, have you heard of harmalines? Yeah. Harmaline is in ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 9-MBC is basically like a derivative of these harmala alkaloids. Yeah. Um, which we, we already know is beneficial for a wide variety of things. Um, and if we can get into, get yeah, into I was gonna add, do you, yeah. In, in what you can continue your thought, but I'd love to know psychedelics and wise, if there's things that you've been called to in that area too, but. Well, it's, I feel like, I mean, I haven't explored any of the, the heavy hitters, um, like the psilocybin or LSD or, um, DMT, 5-MeO, I've done a lot of research on them. Um, but I honestly, I just haven't had a calling yet. Mm. I'm sort of waiting. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah, I'm waiting until, uh, I'm actually waiting until I finish school and then I, I might decide and I'm, it'll be a matter of time before I sort of like ponder into that realm. But you know what I'm honestly scared of, man? I'm scared that I'm just going to see how broken everything is. Oh, bro. That's part of it, dude. That like, but that's, it's funny you bring that up and I don't know how much, you know, if you look into Carl Jung and if you really like the psychological angle about everything. So I've, I've done a lot of plant medicines and, and to be honest with you, um, it was probably a year ago, the last time I did ayahuasca and, um, I've done it legally, um, every time that I've done it. And oh, man, there was, there was a, the place that I was in, there was the military was close by and they were dropping bombs. And we, we took our first like a little bit of sip outside and then we went inside for the ceremony. And 
it gets real weird when you start talking about God and consciousness and the subconscious and everything, but I had like kind of a, a dialogue with myself. And I think everyone has this. this. This is when it gets weird about like schizophrenic and all these things. It's to me, I have like a left brain and a right brain. Like I'll leave the gym and be like, I'm going to go to the beach because it's like good for my soul. And then my other part of my brain's like, yeah, but you don't have food. So you're going to be hangry. So you need to go get food first. And then it's going to be too much of a drive to go back. You know, like I fight myself like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as I was sitting there, I remember like a bomb dropping. And this was last year, even this was like before all this, it, things got really, really weird in the world with COVID and the, you know, you guys had the fires and all this stuff. And I remember just like sitting there, I'm like, what is going on? Right? Like there's just so much different disinformation and so much confusion. I'm like, what does it want? Whatever it is like this, I don't know if it's a negative entity or if it's like whatever it is, but it's like, you, you should judge something by it. What the, you judge your free fruit by its tree. Christ talked about that. You judge it by what it produces. And I'm like, right now our society is producing utter confusion and chaos. And so one can only think on the subconscious levels, like that's what it wants, you know, whether there's an Illuminati, whether there's something in power. And, um, I think it's good to have that thrown in. Like that was kind of the thing that threw in my face. And I'm like, okay, that's where, you know, you and I are called to be healers and information gatherers. And, and it kind of inspired me a little bit. I'm like, dude, we got to get out there and like, you know, round, round up the braves. And man, it's like time to get out this stuff. Cause things are about as weird as I've ever seen them. I mean, I'm, I've had a short life and, um, you know, just kind of reflecting back over the, the 20th century, it's like, things was actually, you know, you go from world war one to two, to the Holdemore, to the Holocaust, to the Vietnam war, to all this other crazy stuff. So yeah, I trust me, dude, I'm with you. It's, it's, uh, it's an, it's a very often intense experience. And I got drawn to it. Like you're saying like harmaline, I think there's clinical studies showing that the alkaloids help with BDNF and like Alzheimer's dementia, uh, psilocybin, kind of the same thing. So yeah, it's, 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 um, with the, I mean, the homiline is just one like category, one class, but they the nine, <laughs> the, um, the nine MBC is like, there's so many of these homilines that are actually like neurotoxic as well, um, particular, yeah. at particular dosages, but nine MBC, um, was one that they're literally studying for Parkinson's like right mm. now. Um, and how it re- literally regenerates dopaminergic neurons. Wow. Similar to, um, geez, I don't know if you've experimented with Ibogaine. No, no, that's not, that's one I, I haven't touched yet, but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, that would be one hell of an intense uh, few days, similar to like Salvia. Um, I've not done Salvia either, and I've heard, I've not really heard good things about Salvia. Ibogaine, to my understanding, uh, Iboga, if you have an opiate addiction, I've had a friend that was addicted to heroin and did Iboga, uh, came out clean without any withdrawal symptoms, you know, which yeah. is crazy because you have terrible withdrawal symptoms. It's supposedly <laughs> just the Ibogaine resets the, the mu receptors for opiate, just turns it off and on. It's like, what? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with, um, Again, I've never experimented with Selvia, but that's the whole that's the whole rationale of feel shit to feel amazing. Like yeah. that is literally that's Selvia in a nutshell, or like that's Ibogaine. All of these compounds are literally like you are literally inducing your agonizing receptors that should not be touched. Or like I mean, they 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 they're there for a reason, but they're very delicate. Yeah. And as soon as you, as soon as you stroke them, they're like right, you're gonna induce some serious like a lot of stuff's gonna come out right now. So. Um, yeah, but 
in terms of nine MBC, that's not really the case. I, I guess that's one of the compounds that literally people will experience p- benefits straight away. Like they'll feel it, um, you know, boost in mental clarity, energy, reverses tolerance to stimulants. You've got people that have been on Adderall, you know, abuse Ritalin, things like that. 9-MBC is a really powerful therapeutic tool to regenerate dopaminergic damage. And um, I did a whole video on YouTube talking about 9-MBC. Um, I think it's got a lot of... I'll link it underneath, man, because I think think that's a huge area of therapeutic um, forefront, right? Because we live in such a world with all these like... um, dopamine dependencies you know myself like i don't think we realize you know facebook instagram email all these things are giving us dopamine kicks and and that was weird for me i noticed myself like drinking more caffeine and on on a weird end psychologically i was just trying to evaluate myself I'm like why do i need this much caffeine and i mean it, again it's pretty obvious i don't feel stimulated at my job enough right so i'm trying to take things to stimulate myself because i am i love to be stimulated i love learning new things and ideas, obviously probably why I'm in the field I'm in. So for me, I've been always trying to find things to kind of help reset that for me. So when I do caffeine, I don't have this huge tolerance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I have to try, I might have to look into that one a little bit, but it, and it's crazy, you know, ayahuasca from what I've seen has not only the harmaline, but there's so many other constituents in there that we don't even understand how many alkaloids and um, the same thing with uh, psilocybin, you know, one of the big, are you familiar with the John Hopkins study on psilocybin and, and death anxiety? Yeah, uh, as in like anxiety, uh, death-inducing anxiety. Is that the one? Like um, worrying about dying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, they had like I think it was like 19 people that were had yeah. terminal cancer, and they all took psilocybin. Like it's the most um, number. I think 75 percent of them. So it was like 14 or 15 felt more comfortable with dying after they had that experience. And I think like 11 of them said it was one of the most um, important experiences of their life. So, you know, that's getting really popular now. Um, the, the microdosing of psilocybin. And I know some people with LSD as well. I don't, I don't condemn either of those, but um, um, cause too, I think uh, psilocybin, psilocin, 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 I think is the, the alkaloid that's in our active constituents in psilocybin. And it works as like a minor five, HT, uh, 5-HTT agonist or something, you know, serotonin. 2A, yeah, yeah. 2A agonist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's another whole, another, another round. Ball. Yeah, yeah. What else we got on this list, man? So, oh, I think it, like, we didn't talk much about sleep, though. Okay. You um, so, your sleep masterclass, things kind of you played with over there. Yeah, um... I'd love to chat about one seaweed that I think is really therapeutic for sleep. Um, okay. uh, it's called Eclonia cava. Um, it's probably, I would say it's similar to uh, between in- intensities of like GABAergic, it's similar to kava itself, but also in between like kava and L-theanine. <clears throat> um, but basically, I mean, the reason why I like Eclonia cava is because instead of it being such a potent GABA agonist, it just acts as like a, a positive allosteric modulator of the GABA A receptor. So it just means that it's opening up that receptor for the endogenous GABA to bind to. So it's more, it's more sustainable. There's no tolerance and there's no down regulation. And the benefit is that the half-life is beyond 12 hours. Um, and then the other, the other benefit is that it's also stimulates alpha waves in the brain, which is similar to theanine and similar to how you feel when you meditate. Mm. Um, and that, that 
particular seaweed, that again is one of those compounds where you wake up and as soon as you wake up, you are, it's so easy to just get straight into your work because you already feel like you feel just so rested and so like refreshed. Um, and, and we know that like a lot of the fluorotannins found within the seaweed do cross the blood brain barrier. Um, and it, it's being studied like, dude, if you looked at the studies, like beyond just the brain, like this, this, the Japanese spent like over $30 million researching this particular seaweed. Like it's, it's definitely, I think it's definitely an up and coming. Um, and from my experience and from a lot of guys experiences, they basically just say helps induce sleep very like within one hour, they feel relaxed. They wake up feeling refreshed. And there was literally a study done where they compared it to Viagra and it literally outperforms Viagra for erectile capacity as well. Whoa. I was like, this is What's it, it's Eclonia Carver, E C K L O O N I A C A V A. Um, okay. so very interesting. Close to Carver, is it really? But Carver is a like a shrub or something, isn't it? I don't even Carver, yeah, it's it's not related in any way. It's it, this is an algae, it's an algae, it's a seaweed, it's a brown seaweed. Um, so again, like, got to be careful though with sourcing because there's a lot of sh- like crappy. I just radiated algae coming out of Fukushima. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was something else on here with the research chemicals. Irdabasiant. Oh, geez. Erdabisant. Yeah. What's that? Oh, wow. So, I mean, this is not even, this is not even available uh, as in like, you have to order it from literally, uh, um, you know how they use re- uh, reference compounds in studies? Like as in, they'll literally use it as a reference. Research to- purposes only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Adabisant, um, so you're familiar with Modafinil? Yeah. So, I think, in my opinion, I believe that Adabisant may well and truly be the up and coming Modafinil hmm. um, because it. Have you has, used Modafinil? I've never used it purely because I'm like, I, I, know the, I know the outcome before I even try it. Like, I yeah. know what's what's going to happen. But, um, and also I, I know that it's, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. I know, I know the, I know the outcome. It literally, it'll just make me feel depleted for like three to four days after having, I'm like, can't afford, I mean, I can't afford to feel like that. And yeah. what for? I've got others. I've got so many other things to draw upon. That's not going to just smash the, just smash my brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but I think Adabisant, again, I did another, I did a video on, on, I wanted to be the first one to talk about it. Um, similar to Ryan Smith, you know, Ryan Smith from TaylorMade. Yeah. yeah I love his stuff. Um, when he talks about these new peptides, I'm like, right. How can I be like Ryan and find this? We're going to be like Ryan, you know, well, it's funny, but then guys like us, I don't know about you. Like when I came on the peptide scene, um, I think maybe 2015, I heard about like MK677 at Butamorin. And it was funny because I was in medical school and some of my friends who were bodybuilders texted me. They're like, hey man, what do you think about me jumping on this? I'm like, it's probably garbage because I don't know about it. It's just egotistical, I'll be honest. I'm like, I know everything. And I'm like, oh, whoa, there's actually, you know, there's clinical studies on this. You know, some, not a, not a great amount, a lot of them on rats or whatever. And um, yeah, you know, if you're just if you're hungry for information, like I went on PubMed and just kind of Googled some stuff and and found a lot of the information um, when I started playing with peptides. I mean, I've been trained now. I've been to A4M. Um, I've had a podcast. I've talked to Ryan a couple of times. Uh, he's a super knowledgeable guy. 
um, which sucks. The whole peptide thing, you know, they've shut down a lot of it here in the United States. Like Taylor made half their peptides are gone. Again, they only BPC one five seven, MK six seven seven, CJC Ampa Morellin, all gone. They won't make them. FDA kind of came in and was like, "Hey, are these things safe? You guys sure you want to keep making these?" And then they bowed out, and then um, the other two pharmacies that again from bowed out too. So it's sad. So yeah, sad. what's right? Re- the regulations are a little softer in Australia with peptides. No, uh, somewhat. Um, BPC. I mean, BPC is one of my favorites. Um, in terms of legalities, like around selling it. Um, yeah, can you get it from a health food store or you have to get it from a compound pharmacy? It's a gray zone, man. Like it's literally, they don't even have a classification for BPC. Like I think it's, I don't even know. All I know is that it's not illegal to have mm-hmm. as in to purchase. Um, and it's also not illegal to manufacture here. That's, that's all that I know. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think kind of happened here. And then the FDA is like, are you sure you want to keep making these kind of thing or something? I don't know. There's, I don't know. We go into conspiracies. Like you have Tessamorellon and then you have Egrifta, which is like the the actual drug. And yeah, I, I could get that drug from a compounding pharmacy for a couple hundred bucks and, or, you know, the actual company can sell it to a person for like six grand. Like, why do you think they're shutting them down and saying, you know, they need regulations and stuff. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. I mean, all part of the game, unfortunately. And that's kind of what I was talking about with ayahuasca, just trying to figure out our way through all of it. But um, anything in particular about endotoxins? Ooh, like, um, anything in there? Well, I guess, well, with endotoxin, um, you're familiar with Dr. Ray Pete? I don't think I am. Well, he talks about uh, endotoxin significantly. And, and I'm always on the hunt for like, um, well, I started looking into what can we do to lower endotoxin and basically endotoxin is like a gram negative bacteria that, um, you know, if we eat in certain foods that irritate the gut, the body will then release endotoxin and endotoxin is a potent immunostimulant. Um, but also it damages, like it causes major oxidative stress and inflammation, leaky gut, it messes around with cortisol production, serotonin. And this is the other thing. So endotoxin is like goes hand in hand with serotonin. So anything you can do to lower your endotoxin loads, such as raw carrots. So like a raw carrot salad, literally after like a heavy fatty meal, um, for example, like um, that's another thing I'd like to chat with Paul Saladino about is like, you know, if saturated fats are known to, I know they're I know they're awesome from a like hormonal perspective, but if you're having a lot of saturated fats, you're going to bump up the production of endotoxin. Yeah, and so, what are you doing to PLAs? Poly? What's the PLA two? Uh, P- polyamine. My there's something I remember learning about in the gut where I don't know if it's with like uh, biofilms in the gut, and then you measure, you measure for it in blood when people do a leaky gut test, PL, PLA2, poly, what the hell is the same phospholipid bile? I just mumble jumble in now, but it's along the line. I think it's an endotoxin. Like what you're saying, it's in the gut lining and high amounts of saturated fat, something about the exchange with the bacteria in the gut, drive it into the blood. And then it, it's, it's an endotoxin to the brain. I could be yeah. someone in the comments will probably correct me, but <laughs> Yeah. Um, the, so basically I started looking into like, 
you know, what are the effects of endotoxin? How do they affect health? And like, what, what strategies can we implement to lower endotoxin overall load? And so raw carrot salad was one because that helps to flush out, you know, it's got in, indigestible fibers to help with literally clearing out these endotoxins. Same with like white, uh, white button mushrooms as well and also bean shoots. So those, um, those bean shoots, they're good strategies. And then green curry, is this a green curry? Um, the red, yellow curry, right? Yellow curry and bean shoots and carrots, I think so. Yeah. And also, uh, activated charcoal is probably Mm -hmm. potent. Uh, I had some last night actually. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to lower the endotoxin. And then what I mentioned before, ciproheptadine to you before, that's like potent to, Anything that supports bile production or um, or anything that sort of helps the bowel, like getting the bowels, it just comes back to our naturopathic philosophy, right? Like get the bowels moving. If you're not going to the toilet like once a day, defecating at least once a day, you're going to get an endotoxin buildup. And yeah. so like from a naturopathic point of view, it's funny because like that's like the very first place that we start, like the gut, yeah? So it's like if their gut's shitty, then let's work there and then we'll see other systems, you know, work their way back and correct themselves sort of thing. Like, yeah. I got a hot seat question for you. Yes. Berberine or metformin? Oh, <laughs> I knew this was coming. All right. So, and I'm looking at metformin as I speak. Okay. Yeah. So, well, from a, I mean, I've got my pros and cons and I've analyzed and I can't wait to talk to Jay Campbell about metformin. But basically, I have come to the conclusion that um, metformin personally, like for me, is more beneficial than berberine. Really? Okay. Well, I know, I know. This is a naturopath here. Uh, Having said that, I do believe berberine is still highly effective at you know reducing blood sugar stimulating other pathways that metformin doesn't that's what i'm saying bile and you know just antimicrobial yeah all those things but then um the one thing that i liked about metformin and again this is very individualized to me was that it helped to regenerate cortisol similar to licorice and i was like you know because i was on the hunt for like like i didn't want to use licorice to increase that 11 beta HSD one. Cause I was like, oh, I don't want to use licorice. You know me? Like it's like, even though it's marginally going to decrease test, I felt more irritable on licorice. So I was like, like where are these other compounds that jack up cortisol? Um, and metformin was one of them. I'm like, mm-hmm. right. I saw a study in like a healthy men plus overweight men and it helped to regenerate cortisol. I'm like maybe this is why I'm waking up earlier since starting, I'm like, I was literally waking up at five or five thirty, and I felt like the cortisol awakening response was better. I felt much easier to get out of bed, even though I didn't struggle. It just ramped up that ability to get out of bed. But there's, look, I have a strict criteria. So like I only use metformin on the, on the following, like in the following criteria, if I haven't trained, I'll take metformin, but I train every pretty much every day. So it's mm-hmm. like, so therefore, the other thing is if I've had a late night, if I've been to bed at like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., that following day I'll take metformin. If I've um, 
oh, if I want to go out and have a cheat meal and have fun and just binge on crappy foods like I do yeah. every now and then, I'll take metformin. So it's like, that's my criteria. Again, I won't take it on days that I train because I know that it can blunt some of the, the benefits to aerobic training and I'm doing a lot of aerobic training. So it's like, uh, I don't really want to be taking metformin. Um, or if you're severely constipated, take metformin because that's shooting me out. <laughs> well, yeah. That's my, my only um, real drawback. And I expressed that to Jay before that um, gut dysbiosis, you know, that's where we're actually blocking the uptake of sugar. And if you have dysbiosis and then you're like, people are like, Oh, it's the, the, the metformin is cleansing the bowels. And there are some studies that it can improve. I don't know. I don't know if we know enough about actual strains of microbes yet, in my opinion, yeah. to say, you want this much aphidophilus, you want this much, um, you know, X, Y, or Z, right? Uh, so there are studies like, oh, metformin, you know, in, improves the microbiome. And I've seen just as many studies showing that it, it destroys the microbiome. Because you got to think someone that's, you know, metabolic syndrome, and then you give them metformin and it blocks, it puts more sugar into their bowels. And we know that with um, boob transplants, right? Like Baltran, like they do the fecal transplants. It's like, if you can move the skinny person microbiome into a larger person's microbiome, they've lost weight. So to me, I'm like, if someone was already having dysbiosis and they're overweight and then I blocked the sugar uptake, is that going to make it worse? So and to be honest, in clinical practice, I haven't played much with metformin. Just never intuitively never felt really kind of called to it. I think that it definitely has its time and place. And I think it can be um, a tool in a practitioner's um, toolbox. I just, you know, never got into it. I was like, I'll just use berberine. And maybe if someone was actual metabolic syndrome and we weren't getting results, but I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of metabolic syndrome. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it doesn't come without um, side effects, I guess. Like, you know, lowers B12. We already know that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to take metformin, you've got to make sure you're taking B12. And then it's also lowering ferritin as well. So careful for guys that are, I mean, I got myself anemic, man. I couldn't, I was really? donating, yeah, I was donating blood like every 12 weeks, taking a bunch of curcumin. I was taking high dose vitamin B1 and artichoke extract and also C60 for yeah. a period of time. Um, and then I was like, I was starting to get all the symptoms of low iron. I'm like, this, I mean, I eat red meat like four or five times a week. Mm. I'm like, and then I went, got blood done. I'm like, it's embarrassing. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Naturopath with low iron. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. That's weird, man. You know, it's like anything. We all have holes in our armor and we're all just experimenting. Um, yeah. Well, and, but I'd heard too that some of the, maybe some of the fillers, you know, that they put in pharmaceuticals like metformin might be can like there's something that came out, might be cancerous. I don't remember. It was one of the fillers in there. So yeah. I don't know. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's one of those things you got to just run with the risks and benefits. So exactly. But all right, man, I know we're, we're running a little over an hour here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, Lucas, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Sure. So um, people can see my, Instagram, so like ergogenic health. Um, so we can link that in the show notes. Um, they can also check out my website as well. I've got my webinars there, which they can delve into those, the free sleep course and the free testosterone masterclass as well. Um, and I've got a bunch of the products as well that I mentioned from today's episode, all linked there as like um, affiliate links to legitimate vendors um, for those compounds. So 
yeah, people can hit me up on, if they want to send me a message or whatever on Insta, got any questions from today's podcast, feel free to hit me up. Um, He's got a lot of good, great information on Instagram too. A lot of pictures, a lot of um, uh, detailed information, like blueberries and, and different kinds of stuff on there. So um, yeah, we'll get some of your, your videos and we can link them in the comments. Um, and, and if anyone of you guys have used any of these stuff, I always appreciate comments. So if you, you know, have some experience with any of the, the compounds, I always love hearing about it. So, um, yeah. Lucas might, Hey dude, we'll definitely do this again. I super enjoyed the conversation and we'll have to cool. smash brains here every on the reg so we can see what the, see, see what kind of new stuff's coming out. So appreciate yeah. you coming on, man. We'll, we'll do it again. Thanks, Mark. I really enjoyed today. Appreciate right. it. Peace everyone. Thank you everyone for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.